0: Active FM presents Food for Thought with Pastor, talk, Pastor Kevin and Pastor Vicky and Radio. Radio, 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 Radio better, better, better.
1: All right, we're starting a new series today. Um, it's called Fructify, and obviously we've been speaking about Fructify. And Fructify means to be fruitful, and God's desire for you is to be fruitful in every single area of your life. It doesn't matter what part of it we're talking about, that you will be fruitful in every single area of your life. And last week we spoke around the um, the, the, the five priorities, where you put God first, where you put yourself second because you work very hard in order to um, line yourself up with God and to allow yourself to be used as a channel uh, by God. And then um, the third is your family. Because without your family, you don't have anything to tell the world. You don't have any good news to bring the world. The fourth is your ministry, and every person that's a believer in the Lord Jesus Christ has a ministry. And then the fifth is your secular work. You are to work as unto the Lord. Now moving on to this new series, fructify. We spoke about that as being fruitful. That's what the dictionary says. And if you talk about it, you know, um, at, you know, as a verb with an object then what we're talking about is to be made fruitful, like to fertilize or something like that. And understand this, you were, you were born to reproduce. You were born to reproduce. If you don't reproduce, then at the end of the day, you're not doing what you were born to do. And um, the challenge that you have when you read the Word, when you look at God, when you look at His blessing is he calls on you to live your life so that people have something to see. Live your life so that people have something to see. If people look at your life, is there something for them to see? Which means that you need to live authentic. Which means that you you don't compromise with sin so that your kids will have an example. And understand this about life. Life is short. Life is too short not to be an example. Life is short, and so you need to put everything into your life in such a way that you can leave a legacy for the kingdom. You need to do what the Apostle Paul learned, to forget what is behind, whether it be the good stuff, whether it be the bad stuff. Forget what is behind and strive toward the kingdom, the upward call of Almighty God. Now, if you want to fulfill your purpose, if you want to... Do that which God has called you to do. Then you need to read the book. And the book that we're talking about is the Bible. It will reveal all things to you. When you take the Bible and you read the Bible and you take it in without reservation and you accept what it says, then it will change your life. But there's something important that you have to realize when you read the Bible. The Bible is not meant for your brain. It's meant for your heart. You see, even when we're talking about fruitfulness, it comes out of your heart. Fruitfulness comes out of an encounter with Jesus. And um, I want you to think about this now. Jesus did not just die for you. He died as you. He died in your place. Imagine how much overwhelming love that he must have had for you. That he died for you. And now, every single morning when you get up, you want to have an encounter with Jesus. You want to have a revelation of the cross. And you want to experience what it's like to be co-crucified with Jesus. Because if you're co-crucified with him, then what that means is that one day you'll be resurrected with him. We are taught by the Apostle Paul to be crucified with Christ. But I want to really tell you something important today when it comes to being fruitful. To be fruitful means there's got to be a change. There's got to be a change of mindset. There's got to be a change of attitude. There's got to be a change of belief. There's got to be a change of of worldview. But you will not change without a revelation of the cross. I want to say that to you again. You will not change without a revelation of the cross. You will not change unless you experience an encounter with Jesus. Let me say that to you again. You will not change unless you experience an encounter with Jesus. Now what we're starting, we're starting the life classes. And the life class leads up to an encounter weekend. And the encounter weekend, I'm not going to go into it a lot today, but the encounter weekend where you have an encounter with Jesus, where you have an encounter with the cross, where you understand where your sin places you before mighty god when you understand why you have such a desperate need for a savior you will not change if you do not have that experience you will not become a forgiving person unless you realize how much god has forgiven you of and so i want you to really think about that don't just hear about life class and then say it's not for me no no if, If you're saying it's not for me, it is for you. If you're saying the Encounter Weekend is not for you, it is for you. Because without it, you won't change. And if you don't change, you won't experience the fruitfulness of God. Now in John chapter 15, verse 16, Jesus said, You did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit, and that your fruit should remain. That whatever you ask the Father in my name, he may give you. Jesus chose you. Which means there's something that you're appointed for. You're appointed for an assignment. You're appointed for a purpose. And what Jesus also said, he came and he died. He gave his life for you on the cross. And when he gave his life for you on the cross, he also gave you the Holy Spirit. And with the Holy Spirit... You are anointed. You're anointed, and anointed means you rule. Anointed means you're in charge. Anointed means you're the one that is on the throne of certain circumstances, certain situations. And as an anointed person, you have an assignment. Now, in terms of your assignment, you've got to become good at it. If you're useless at your assignment, you've got a problem because that which you're useless at will never test your capacity because no one wants your help. And that's why when we were speaking about the five priorities last week, number two is you, your life, because you've got to work overtime for that. You've got to work everything for that. Anytime you're good at something, people come to you and they ask you for your help. And so when enough people start coming in and asking you for your help, what happens over time is that you begin to run out of capacity. It begins to become too much for you. It begins to get to the place whereby you can no longer get there. And at this point, when you're out of capacity, you better learn how to reproduce yourself or you will crash and burn. Anything that you're successful at where people want your time, if you don't learn how to reproduce yourself, you shall, in Jesus' name, crash and burn. I promise you now, as sure as what you're breathing oxygen and breathing out carbon dioxide, as sure as whatever thing you're sitting on right now, whether it be a chair or a box or a bench or whatever it may be, whatever you're sitting on, as real as what that thing is, that's how real this is. When you're good at something and people are coming to you and they want your help, you will run out of capacity. The other thing that I want you to realize, in terms of the, 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 the purpose that God has for your life, you will never conquer without the blood of Jesus. You will never ever conquer without the blood of Jesus. And the whole point in terms of the life clause, the whole point in terms of the encounter, is that you get a revelation of the cross, that you get a spiritual insight, that you get spiritual understanding into what the blood of Jesus is and what it actually means for you. You will never conquer without the blood of Jesus. And even if you conquer in a specific area, the enemy comes and he believes that he has the right to take blood from other areas of your life. And that's why we speak so often about Revelation 12:11, And they overcame the devil by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. And here's the other thing if you want to change. They did not love their lives so much that they were afraid to die for, for the blood of Jesus. They were afraid to die for their testimony. They were afraid to die for the kingdom. Their lives were worth less than the kingdom. Because the kingdom is eternal. And your life on this earth is something you're going to lose one day anyway. Jesus himself said, whoever fights for their life will lose it. But whoever loses their life for his, his name's sake, they will gain it. Now in Matthew chapter 13, verse 1 to 23, we read a story that starts off talking about farming. But ends up becoming a powerful, powerful lesson on the kingdom of God and what God wants to do in your life. Matthew chapter 13 verse 1 On the same day Jesus went out of the house and sat by the sea And great multitudes were gathered together to him so that he got into a boot and sat And the whole multitude stood on the shore Then he spoke many things to them in parables saying Behold a sower, a sower went out to sow And he sowed and as he sowed some seed fell by the wayside And the birds came and devoured them. Some fell on the stony places where they did not have much earth. And they immediately sprang up because they had no depth of earth. When the sun was up, they were scorched. And because they had no root, they withered away. And some fell among the thorns. And the thorns sprang up and choked them. But others fell on the good ground. And yielded a crop, some a hundredfold, some sixty, some thirty. He who has ears, let him hear. And the disciples came and said to him, Why do you speak to them in parables? Now I want you to listen to his answer. Why do you speak to him in parables? He answered and said to them, Because it has been given to you to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. But to them it has not been given. For whoever has, to him more will be given, and he will have an abundance. But whoever does not have, even what he has, will be taken away from him. And then he says this Therefore I speak to them in parables. I want to say it again. Therefore I speak to them in parables, because they do not see, and hearing they do not hear, nor do they understand. And in them the prophecy of Isaiah is fulfilled, which says Hearing you will not hear and shall not understand. And seeing you shall, you will see and not perceive. For the hearts of this people have grown dull. And their ears are hard of hearing and their eyes are closed. And then before we move on to verse 19. What Jesus is saying. The mysteries of the kingdom are only given to disciples. Notice it's the disciples that he's speaking to now the others he's just telling a story about farming and now to the disciples after explaining to him how this is fulfilling the scripture he says this in verse 19 when anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it then the wicked one comes and snatches away what was sown in his heart this is he who received the seed by the wayside the wayside the wayside the first type of soil But to him he received the seed on stony places, stony places. I want you to remember that, stony places, the second type of soil. This is he who hears the word and immediately receives it with joy. Yet he has no root in himself, but endures only for a while. When tribulation or persecution arises because of the word, not because of your own mess ups, not because of your own mistake, not because you blew it, no, no. When persecution arises because of the word, are you being persecuted for the word? The persecution you face, is it for the word? Or is it for your nonsense? Or is it for your own opinion? Or is it for your own goals or dreams or whatever? When the persecution comes because of the word, immediately he stumbles. Now to the one who received the seed among the thorns, I want you to think about the thorny ground. This is the one who hears the word and the cares of the of this world and the deceitfulness of riches choke the word, and he becomes unfruitful. So if your priorities are wrong, if your first priority is not God, and if you don't order your priorities right, you will be unfruitful. that's what he's saying. But he who received the seed on the good ground is he who has the word and understands it, and indeed bears fruit and produces some hundred, some 60, some 30. So Jesus is talking about ears to hear. It takes more than human understanding to have a revelation of the Word of God. I want to say that again. It takes more than human understanding to have a revelation of the Word of God. You need the Holy Spirit. You need the power of the Holy Spirit. And we need the Holy Spirit to help us see what God wants us to see in His Word. And so yeah, it's a very, very powerful story. And it's a powerful story that is going to give you the secrets to determine is this going to be a special year for you? I want to tell you that everyone who puts the word first, and I'm believing even for us as a church, that this is going to be a very special year. We're going to see fruitfulness and we're going to see all sorts of things. But you have to hear the word and you have to respond to God and you have to do what God's telling you to do. But yes what Jesus is saying We talk about the wayside, and the wayside talks about people's hearts. And these are people who've closed their eyes. They've closed their ears. They've closed their hearts, and they do not want to know God. Their hearts are hard. And so because their hearts are hard, when the the seed of the word lands on their heart, it cannot penetrate. And the enemy comes, and he steals the word. The enemy will steal the word from any person that he can. The birds have unrestricted access to the seed on the pathway because the ground was hard. Why? It's a pathway. People are walking on it. The sowers walking on it. Other travelers are walking. It's a place of traffic. And I want you to think about a hard heart. A hard heart is a place where everyone walks. You have opened yourself up to the traffic of the world. You have opened yourself up to the ideas of the world. And there's a prophetic word that comes. A prophetic word from the mouth of Almighty God. A prophetic word comes from the pages of the Bible. A prophetic word through a message or cell group or whatever. But if if we're going to receive it, it requires us to be in a place of repentance. You see, you're not going to receive the word of God if you're not in a place of repentance. Repentance. A soft heart only comes to a person who repents. And many people have hardened their hearts towards God. Many people have hardened their hearts towards the Word of God. Many people have hardened their hearts towards the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. And they resist. They resist the Word. They're constantly resisting. They're never willing to repent. And they're approaching everything that is spiritual with a sense of disdain, with skepticism, Having a heart that is closed to the word. They're self-sufficient and self-righteous. They don't allow the conviction of the Spirit to soften the soil that is their heart. So that they can receive revelation from God. Listen, if you have no revelation from God, you're blind. If you're blind in the spiritual, you're blind as a bat. And you're just waiting for a disaster to come along. And so when the word comes, it does not penetrate because it's easily stolen by the enemy. It never has an opportunity to bear fruit. Are you in a place where your heart has a lot of traffic? Where you're by the wayside? And then we have the stony places. The stony places have a little soil. So there's stones which are hard, but then there's some spots where there's a bit of soil. And so the seed lands in there and it's able to germinate. The Word is able to penetrate and it's it's able to grow. And the Holy Spirit is able to do something. But because of the fact that the soil is stony, it leaves no room for the roots to grow. And so the plant is fine for a while while it's small. But when it gets to a certain size, the roots aren't able to to spread out and and get the nutrients that is needed. And so the moment the sun rises, the sun comes and it scorches the plant and it withers away. So this person does not offer the resistance of the person with a hard heart. They're not immediately resistant to the word. They receive the word and they receive it even with joy. But there's stones there. And so because of the stone, their hearts are superficial. Their faith is without depth because of all the rocks that are under the surface. And this is a person that has a religious experience. This is a person who receives the word with their intellect, with their mind, but they never really receive it as a true spiritual revelation. They never have an encounter with it. They never really have an encounter with the cross. It moves them a little bit intellectually for a while. But when trouble comes, when someone fights with them because of the word, can we bear fruit in trials? That's the, that's the test. When the trials come, can we bear fruit? Every time we fail a test, every time, stones are deposited in our hearts. And our hearts over time get harder and harder and harder. What comes as a result of that? Thoughts of frustration. Thoughts of confusion. Thoughts of failure. And you've got to start rebuking the thoughts of frustration. You've got to start rebuking the thoughts of confusion. You've got to start rebuking the thoughts that says, I'm not good enough for this. You've got to rebuke the words of the enemy. When he comes and he speaks into your heart. And very often this person they they accept the words of the enemy but when they receive the rebuke of a leader they can't handle it and anytime that happens you can't receive the rebuke of the bible you're reading the bible and you say no this passage doesn't apply anytime you do that there's stones in your heart and this situation demands you know that you repent so that you can begin to grow because the moment something comes along that demands a sacrifice the person falls away because they're not they're not willing to pay the price of true, of true discipleship i want to remind you that it's only the disciples who understood that this wasn't a story about farming a person like this is controlled by emotion and sentiment so when the sentiment is good to do what god wants then it's fine but But when the sentiment's not good and the circumstances come against, they fall away. The third type of soil is the thorns. And the thorns Jesus spoke about, they choke the plants. They they take all the moisture and they take all the nourishment from the ground itself. And this is a person who hears and they receive the word. But the love of the world remains in their hearts. In other words, again, we're talking priorities here. In fact, the the main thing about this person, this is a person who starts out. They maybe even start out well. But the love of the world remains and they do not put God first. And so according to Jesus, their, their lives are lives where they may lead a double life. And they've got two masters. But eventually only one will prevail. So what are the two masters? The, the two masters of God in whom you need to put your faith. And the other master is the world. And then what happens if you've got this master? There are worries that come. There are worries that come about bulls. There are worries that come about your health. There are even worries that come about your, your, your ministry. These worries come. And I want you to think about what is the number one focus in your life right now. How much are you sitting there with worries? How much are you sitting there maybe at night where you don't sleep? You need to get to the cross. You need to get to Jesus because if you have genuine faith, it forsakes everything else for the sake of Christ. Everything. And if you're not at that point, somewhere along the line, your faith gets choked because the nourishments are being stripped out by the weeds. And then lastly, we have the good soil. So we've got the wayside, we've got the stony, we've got the thorny, now we've got the good soil. And the good soil is penetrable. The good soil has depth without rocks. The good soil is free of weeds. It's been plowed. It's been weeded. The only only seeds that grow there are the seeds that have been sown. And this is the person that hears and understands the word. And this is, and I want you to listen very carefully to what I'm saying to you right now. This is the person that receives the word with the intention. Listen to what I'm saying. With The intention of becoming fruitful and doing the word. You see, until you do the word, the word doesn't mean much. It maybe moves your intellect a little bit. But until it changes you to the point where it changes what you do, there's a problem. What this speaks of is a person that repents. What this speaks to is a person who makes the effort and gets up in the morning and gets to the cross and gets to God and gets to the Lord and asks the Lord to show them out of the word what is it that needs to change? This is a person that has a change of desire. You desire fruitfulness, you desire to share the gospel. And so the word grows and it grows. And eventually it turns into a gigantic forest. And all sorts of fruit is produced in your life. There's the fruit of the Spirit which talks about your attitudes, love, joy, and peace. There's the fruit of behavior, the fruit of righteous living. And there's the fruit of the kingdom which is discipleship. I want you to understand that the Lord wants you to be fruitful and if you are fruitful 2021 is going to be a very special year for you but there's also a warning in luke chapter 13 verse 6 to 9 he also spoke this parable a certain man had a fig tree planted in his vineyard and he came seeking fruit on it and found none so the guy he's saying i got a fig tree in my vineyard my vineyard it's a place meant for growing grapes so this fig tree is lucky that this Landowner has allowed the fig tree to grow amongst the grapes. In the first place, understand the fact that God has allowed you into the kingdom is not because you're such a good person. You're only allowed in there because of the blood of Jesus. Please don't be full of yourself. I implore you, I beg you. Understand that it's by the grace of God that you're there in the vineyard in the first place. Don't be too full of yourself. God loves you. His love is unfailing. But you're in there because He wants you. And then it says this man who had a fig tree planted in his vineyard and he came seeking fruit on it. He wanted fruit. So who do you think the landowner is in terms of all of our lives? When God comes and he looks at your life, he wants fruit. This is what Jesus is saying. And he says, then he said to the keeper of the vineyard, look, for three years I've come seeking fruit on this fig tree and find none. Cut it down. Why does it use up the ground? Now please, Jesus is telling you about how God looks at our lives. And he's saying, I've allowed you into the vineyard by the blood of my son. Do you know how much I had to give for you to be able to be in the vineyard? Do you know what it cost me to watch my son die on the cross like that? And I did it for you. But now that I've done something you could never have done for yourself, I expect fruit. That's what he's saying. I expect fruit. And I'm coming and I'm expecting you for fruit. Jesus said this over and over again. But he answered and said to him, Sir, now this is this is your cell leader. Sir, please don't cut it down. Sir, let it alone this year also. I will dig around it and fertilize it. I will fructify it. I will make sure it is fructified. It will be fertilized and it will it will cause buds, it will cause fruit. And if it bears fruit, well. But if not, after that you can cut it down. So your cell leader can only look after you for so long. You have to make the choice. You have to make the choice. And if you make the choice, you will produce fruit. This is what the Lord Jesus Christ himself is saying. And he's saying, only disciples are going to get this. You know, in the... Vision Sunday video last week, we spoke about 2020 was going to be 20 plenty and it became 20 empty. Only if you had the wrong purpose. If your purpose wasn't the kingdom of God, if your purpose wasn't God, 2020 was smashed up for you. And now 2021's okay because you sort of gotten used to being locked down, masks, people dying of COVID, and all that nice stuff. But you know, if you're fruitful, 2020 stayed 20 plenty. And this is what I want you to realize. But now, understand, you need the power of the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit can come and he can break up the hard ground. He breaks it up because he waters it, and the hard ground becomes soft. He waters it with a word, he waters it with his presence. If you will spend time with him, he will soften your heart. I don't care what's happened to you. I don't care how hard your heart has become. If you will allow the Holy Spirit into your heart, He will soften the ground. He will remove the rocky resistance. You know, the stony ground. He will remove those rocks. He will cleanse the impurities of your heart in terms of having the wrong desire. He will cleanse you if you're willing. He won't do anything against your will. He will cleanse you if you're willing. And He will do this for all who repent. They repent of where they're at. They don't try and cover it up. They repent of where they're at and they embrace Christ's way. They embrace the way of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's what He will do. That's what He will do. And I want you really just to think about that and We speak about this word almost every week, this this passage, Romans 10, verse 8 and 9. And what does it say? The word is near you, in your heart and in your mouth. That is the word of faith which we preach. That if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Two things are at stake. Is 2021 going to be a fruitful year for you? If you repent, you get to the cross, you apply the blood of Jesus, it will. It's going to be a very good year. It's going to be a very good life. Doesn't matter what happens. Doesn't matter what you go through. You will know that the Lord is your shepherd. You will know that you are blessed beyond measure. You will know no matter what you've gone through, no matter what you face, you will know these things. But more than that, your eternity will be safe. today your eternity is at stake and maybe you're thinking you know I'm one of the wrong types of soil my, my heart I've got stones or I've got thorns or my heart is as hard as a rock and the word can never penetrate or right now you can come to the altar of God and I'm going to ask you to close your eyes that altar sanctifies everything I, I don't care what you've done I don't care how bad your situation has been I don't care how terrible your decisions may have been There's nothing that can stop you from Almighty God because the blood of Jesus, listen, it's such a powerful sacrifice. And the blood of Jesus has the power to wash away all of your sin, to wash away all of your attitudes, to wash away all of the wrong priorities, wrong whatever whatever may be in your life. It can be washed away by the blood of Jesus. And sanctifies means it washes you and sets you apart for the special purpose of God. sets you apart. You stand out. You stand out. You're special. And this is the time when you make this commitment where you're standing before God and you're saying, Lord, I want to commit to you now. I want to submit my life completely to you now. The one that is the good soil is the person that has completely submitted their lives to God. I can't wait until later. I want to commit with you now. I don't want to live eternity far from you. I want to live close to you from this day on. I want to know that when death comes knocking, I'll I'll be ready because I'll be with you for eternity. I'm going to ask you to put your right hand on your heart. I want you to visualize Jesus. And I, you, I want you to remember that he died on the cross for you. The Bible says that Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. The Bible says that this same Jesus who died 2,000 years ago on the cross of Calvary, his work stands once and for all. The Bible says that the blood of Jesus was the price that was paid to wash our sins away. I want you to see your sins being washed away right now. See him ministering to you right now. And now I want you to tell the Lord Jesus and I want everyone just to repeat after me. Say, Lord Jesus. Come on, say it properly. Say, Lord Jesus. Today I recognize that I'm a sinner. I repent of everything I've done wrong. I renounce my life of sin. And I accept your sacrifice. And I know that it was the price you paid for my redemption. And and today, Lord, I ask that by the blood of your wounded body you wash me today of all rebellion all my sin set me free from any sickness and from any pain Lord I accept that my debt has been paid that there is no outstanding balance you paid everything for me at the cross of Calvary And I accept that by your blood I'm justified. And that you see me as i would never sinned. And by your blood I'm sanctified. And you have chosen me to serve you. I am willing to serve you, Lord. And so I open the door of my heart. And I invite you in as my Lord and Savior. And I want to thank you for giving me eternal life. I thank you, Jesus. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.